Pow Pow, welcome to Better Than Broadway, a pro wrestling podcast about the latest and greatest news that's going on in the industry, produced by Flying Bondi Productions. I am Ryan, I'm here with Rob. Let's go! And Justin. Oh, hey. And we're here to talk about some fucking pro wrestling, but the bigger question is, can, can we, we coexist? Um, so, with any good podcast, why the fuck are we here? Why should people care about the three of us? I don't know, like, well, I, don't know. I, I think they're that, gonna find out in an hour how goddamn funny we are. What's that Robin Williams saying? It's like, well, I, I, there's a lot of people in this world that are made laugh and they're a little bit better because of me. Is that too deep to start off with? Uh, no, <laughs> uh, anything Robin Williams is fair game. Anything Robin Williams is absolutely fair game. That man is a legend. Um, so, that being said, I think, I think a lot of us have, we have, you know, unique, uh, unique viewpoints of wrestling. You know, and what was so Rob? What was shit? It's not. I'm not into this. The slobber knocker. I know, right? (laughs) For any of you not watching the video podcast, which we don't have, so none of you are. Ryan actually just dropped the microphone and caught it it with his reflexes like a damn cat. Can I say "damn" on the podcast? Uh, Well, I I have a thing. Watch the fucking line. I've already, I've already dropped the F on like ten times. Oh fuck! Okay, all right, never mind. Uh, Goddamn. No, I my my thing is usually I'll say black belt. Hashtag black belt. Hashtag black belt. Anything I do, any, anything mildly impressive, like catching a, a slap microphone or you know a pen that dropped, psh, black belt. Black yeah. belt. Yeah. I think kung fu with David Carradine. You remember that? I remember mm-hmm. that. <laughs> like that. Now we're showing our age. So, um, Rob, how did you get into pro wrestling? God, man, I was five, five, six years old, and you know you're clicking through the TV, and all American wrestling on the USA Network was on. You're like, whoa, what's this? And then the next thing you know, it's uh, you're looking at it, you're looking at it, okay, okay, here's this guy, here's this big, huge dude, and he just got body slammed by this also massively huge dude, Yokozuna Lex Luger. Oh, my God. And I was just like, whoa, that's kind of neat. And then you just stuck, and you're staring at it, you're staring at it, and then, you know, it just kind of, it just kind of, it just kind of kept moving. Yeah, it, 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 it sounds like it left an impression on you. Yeah, it's pretty cool, you know, it's just like, wow, okay, here's... All this stuff, and then of course you know somebody gets in here. Oh, you know it's not real. But yeah, who the fuck cares? Yeah. You know what else? Is, you know what else isn't real? The Avengers. That's right. Mo- movies yeah. are just the exact same thing. Yeah. That's very important. You know, actually, that's a whole conversation that we should have. And um, there's actually some videos about it. Yeah. Like Justice League, yeah. not real. Uh, well, I think it ties into I think it ties into our title. I'm better than time. Broadway. Broadway's not real. It's a play. It's a play. It's a play. Exactly, but the thing is, with uh, with sh- uh, shows on Broadway, uh, it's the exact same show, right? Every every week, you know exactly what's going on, mm-hmm. and that's why I love pro wrestling is because every show is different, every day is different, every match is different. You can't tell me that if you don't actually sit down with an open mind and watch Ricky Starks, oh my god, get out there and work with anybody, you're just not like oh. Magnificent. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is that people can't understand is that they think that it's a show about wrestling. But the thing is, it's a show about a wrestling show. And if you look at it like that, NCIS is not the law. It's a show about the law. Correct. Right? And they have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. In reality, wrestling is more real than anything else on television because there's no other show that you're watching minus actual sports. Sure. Right? where people are getting injured like they are, where people are actually getting hit where they are, where people are actually able to do the things that they do live. Let's let's not like downplay that as well, right? What other live show is less produced than wrestling? Cuz like yes, WWE is highly produced, but it's way less produced than any of these other game shows that they have, and those aren't even live. I mean, I I, I would say the only other thing would be like the Harlem Globetrotters. When's the last time you seen the Harlem Globetrotters on Fox? Uh, touche. Touche. So, 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 Justin, what was your first experience? Well, I was working Babyface in Mid South Fair in the '80s, and I kept a razor blade hidden in my uh, wrist tape. And, oh shit! Oh, you mean like when I started watching it? Yeah, but no, I, I want to know about that too. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Oh. I'm not old enough to have been wrestling in the '80s. It's actually a line from a song. Um, you know, I think it's probably the same as both you guys. I, I grew up watching as a kid. For me, it was WWF. Um, I was in Florida. So um, I didn't see a lot of um, some of the other stuff that was be up here in Georgia and things like that. Um, you know, I just loved 
the typical Hulk Hogan. I would see um, WCW, um, you know, in way before the Nitro days or whatever that would come on over my uncle's house. I have my parents buy me the, you know, the Hulk Hogan weightlifting set, you know, with the little concrete weights and the bands and the shirt that you could rip that I didn't rip because I didn't want to ruin it, right? Exactly. Um, and I think that, you know, that's what got me into it. The same thing, Ultimate Warrior, um, you know, Legion of Doom, uh, Road oh, yeah. Warriors, whatever you call it. And and then then the Monday Night Wars came around. Oh, man. And it was literally the coolest thing in the demographic between, like, 11 and 35, right? 100%. And, and so I was super into that, you know, we were in, I was in high school, I was a bad kid, you know, I got expelled from school, had to go to an alternative school. And like a lot of us, we would sit there at class and we would pretend that we would have like beer cans when in reality, they were Coke cans, we'd crush them on our heads, you know, and then talk about spearing kids and whatnot. And then at some point when I was around 17, I got too cool for wrestling. So I stopped watching it probably around when, you know, 99, something like that around, when the the wars kind of died down after the 83 weeks or so. And um, I didn't watch it at all again for 15 years or so. And then I got a chance to do some video work for um, Jake the Snake Roberts on his documentary and got a chance to meet a lot of my old idols. And it rekindled my um, love for wrestling. I'll never forget when he did the old school wrestling um, in, I think, 2015 is when it was. Um, that like they did an old school raw or whatever and right. Jake the Snake ended it in the last segment with putting a snake on Dean Ambrose now John Moxley when the shield was still together I watched that and I was literally at his house the night before wearing the jacket that he wore and literally I never stopped watching ever since then awesome. so like I'm a bigger mark now than I was when I was a kid I was so like I you, you guys are older than I am I'm, I'll be 40 in about five weeks um, but I was that mark growing up like you know, I, I had a, a little tube TV in my bedroom, and like 11 o'clock on a Saturday night, you know, it was like, it was WCW, and you're like, who the hell's Earthquake, you know, or Tugboat, just some big guy. Well, you mean Shark? Uh, who knows? The Shark. Um, the Yeti. But, uh, what was that guy, the Shockmaster? Which one, who was, which one was oh, that? Oh, yeah, that was horrible, oh, man. God. I don't think, yeah. But it was, it was, was him, it was him and Steamboat, and then like, you know, I was like, oh, this is cool, because it also was something to watch, as, you know, my parents are doing their own thing. Um... And then, like, I, I, I marked out when, like, WWF, before pre-WWE, really took off. And, like, you know, it was honestly, like, it was it was Stone Cold. That was my first, like, wrestling hero. Um, you know, when he, he was just back and forth, spraying people with a beer truck. Um, yeah, and that, that was my... The stuff they got away with during that Attitude Era was just insane. Yeah. Like, you can't, you can't do that today. You can't. And that was that was that was the glory days of it all. Yeah, it's be inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fun. So let me let me ask you guys this: What is? It's a two part question. What is? Who is your favorite wrestler? And what is? You had to pick one, one. And what is your favorite pro wrestling moment? I defer to Mr. Metz. Oh my gosh, dude! Seriously, like. <laughs> That's like saying, like, what your favorite movie is or what your favorite song is. Terminator I mean, 2. <laughs> Learning the fly by Tom Petty. <laughs> well, okay. Risky business. I can't pick a song, though. But I, I, that's such a loaded question, and I feel like such a – this feels like, um, you know, like, what makes a Justin kind of question like podcast. <laughs> but I'm not saying it's not a relevant good question. It's just really hard to answer. I could say probably my favorite um, memory that involved wrestling was going back to Jake the Snake – um, I'll try not to get choked up, but like I was fresh into it and I've, you know, I had a lot of really cool experiences with him and then DDP at the house and all this other kind of stuff. And there's a lot of people that I met there that I'm still friends with today. But, um, Christmas 2015, I got in the mail, um, a Christmas card that was handwritten by Jake, the snake Robert. Cool. That's amazing. Um, and I was like, I was like, this is, this is crazy. Like yeah. I, I had, I had the plush pillow of him as a kid, you know what I mean? And like, it's really hard not to mark out. Um, that being said, man, I don't know. I could say maybe who my favorite wrestler is currently, but I think like so many other things, like your taste change and like, you know, yep. growing up, it was obviously like, you know, either Hulk Hogan or the ultimate warrior, right? Sure. Cause those would be the two ones that like were big when you're a kid. Like that's what was fed to you. Mm. Um, I mean, my favorite wrestler of all time 
I, I don't know. Maybe right now, um, the one that I always get excited for when they come out, um, the one that I think is the most over and has the best um, track record um, would probably have to be Chris Jericho. That's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. Because he's still relevant now. He's been relevant for, what, three decades? Yeah. He's, what, 50, 51? He's in his 50s, yeah. Yeah. And and, and he has been wrestling for now over 30 years. I think 30, 31 years. And um, I can't think of very many people that have reinvented themselves more than that. And he's still somebody that, like, like, look, I said Hulk Hogan, like, right? But, like, when he comes on, like, for WrestleMania Raw, like, I don't get excited about that. No. Right? Um, and I think a combination of him being a really good worker, his work rate, how long he's done it, um, and then, like, there's never really been anything that he's done that wasn't at least good. I, I agree 100%. And to uh, to piggyback, piggyback on that, like, Jericho is my favorite wrestler of all time. I remember watching him in WCW when he was the Lionheart with the hair. Oh, yeah. And just, like, you know, like... Ah, 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 like, it was just... His list before the list is probably my favorite segment yeah. of all time. Not the list from WWE no, that everybody knows. the list of a thousand and four holes. The last right. of a thousand like and four holes. 97 of them are armbar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they went back from commercial. the commercial break and, and came still, back to it and he was still on he's it. He's still just running them down. When in reality, he was, you know, I don't know if you've heard this, in that segment, when they went to commercial, he got the high sign or whatever and he started talking shit about the city. I can't remember what city they were in, but he was talking shit about the city and their team and it's just a make the crowd go crazy and then when he got the signal they were coming back in he went back on the list so it was hot like yeah just to keep just to keep the energy hot and just to keep you know just to keep the heat on him is great and, yeah. and it, it goes back to like you know because i know a lot of people will say like you know stone Cold Steve austin you know when i was in middle school i had the shirts you know i, I would fist pump the air whenever he'd come on the, the glass would break the, the rock but no but jericho just consistently like yeah. outlasted Everyone. Yeah, I mean, I would say that probably one of the bigger influences on me, at least that like where I am at today, Goldberg and Kevin Nash both had an equal amount of influence on me on a physical fitness side. Like they're the ones that got me into wanting to, you know, I saw Goldberg and I was out there and my dad's like in the back porch with my dad's little mini set or whatever doing shrugs because I wanted big traps because I thought big traps made you big because Goldberg had like these massive traps and that's what got me into fitness and then same way with Kevin Nash, he was the only big guy at the time that was also jacked, like maybe minus like Sid Vicious, but like for some reason um, I gravitated more towards him and then another like name dropping with both of them, I got a chance to to meet Kevin Nash and kind of become friends with him when I lived down at Daytona was and was bodybuilding and he happens to be a really big bodybuilding fan and so we marked out together on that and slyly I held off telling him that I was a mark um almost a month he knew well we never yeah. talked about wrestling we never talked about wrestling like, so oh, you're, you're, you're kind of cool we actually we're just gonna pump some yeah. iron cool right exactly on. exactly and then once I got him in there or whatever and I had him uh you know talking to him on Instagram and his phone number and all that other crap and I was like, look, I got to tell you, you're one of the reasons why I started working out. And it was really cool because both him and Goldberg, when I met them, I told them that. And they say never meet your idols. Both of them were legitimately and genuinely flattered, I would say. That's cool. That, that, that's what you want to hear. Yeah. That like because – and a lot of it probably had to do with the time. Like I was a fairly high-level competitor. So I wasn't just like a kid that was coming in or whatever. Like I was getting ready for the national championships at the time. National championships and, what? For bodybuilding. Okay. Um, I was top 10 two years when I did it. Fuck yeah, dude. And, um, and physique and classic physique, I should say, not open bodybuilding. But, um, but yeah, so, like, you know, I guess they recognize, I'm like, you know, look, I was a scrawny little punk-ass kid. And, like, I saw you spear motherfuckers and, like, I saw you, you know, powerbomb people and, like, with the cattle prod. And I was like, I'm like, I got to get big and jacked. And, and I ended up making it for a large portion of my life my, my livelihood, right? That's cool. So, Rob, what about you? Favorite wrestler, favorite moment. You know, oh, fa- what about, it should be favorite Mark moment. <sighs> favorite, okay, favorite Mark moment. Okay, we can go with that. Um, you know, fa- we'll start with a, we'll start with a favorite Mark moment. Uh, is there any better moment in wrestling history than the moment Hulk Hogan comes out to quote unquote save the day oh. and drop that leg on Macho Man Randy Savage, and then he turns heel, and then it's the NWO. I feel like that is such a turning point for professional wrestling because 
think of think of how mainstream things became after that. You know, you had Dennis Rodman, Carl Malone coming in. You know, when when the Bulls and the Jazz are in the NBA Finals, and they they put him in the ring at Bash of the Beach. You know, two weeks yep. after the finals are over. I yeah. mean, that's and that's like, Mike Tyson. Isn't that the Mike one where Tyson Sting dropped down from the helicopter. Yes, like- yes. It's and, 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 and talking about Sting. Um, growing up, I mean, that's the guy. Is that not yeah. the guy? He is still yeah. the guy. He's still the guy. I mean, we when we were at uh, when we were at AEW last yeah. week, and he comes out. You, you Tony Schiavone, you can almost hear him without like. It's Sting. It's Sting. Like, he's like getting a heart on his you, pants. Like you this. can't tell me that even at damn near forty years old, we're you know we're pushing our forties. That it's like you you don't revert back to being eight or nine years old just in awe. Of this dude with his bleach blonde hair and his face paint, yeah, crazy. Who's, who's in his sixties? Who's in his sixties doing things that dudes in their twenties are afraid to do? And what I think I like holy most, like, shit. A like you know Sting is also well taken care of. Like yeah. all the entire AW rosters, like yeah. hey, like I'm here for you. I'm not going to let you actually get hurt. Yeah, and he's having the time of his life. And he's not some guy that's just not going to put over young talent because right. they're young talent. He's going to help them. That's the only reason he's there. It's the only reason. Um, it, it, he's having the time of his he life. He doesn't need the money at this point, Hell I don't yeah. think. He doesn't need the notoriety. Um, having the time of his life in his 100%. early 60s. Holy shit. But the correct answer is Jericho. 100%. Yeah. There's nobody who has taken more, taken, you know, made more with less. You know, like the, 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 uh, what Bill DeMott used to say, making, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit. Mm-hmm. No one in the history of that, of the business has been able to, you know, transcend in such a way that Jericho has. He's not as mainstream as some of these other guys, but he's going to take every little morsel of, 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 of something. If somebody hands him a little tiny bit he, of something. He will make diamonds. He out will of, make out of diamonds. Tool. Yeah. And he always does. Um, and he's putting people over like crazy. So wait, so did I, am I hearing correctly? So all three of us picked Chris Jericho. I mean, there, there, there's, like, no, there's, there's no Do you hear that, Jericho? Do you hear that? You know what happens? You know what happens when all three of the members of the Better Than Broadway podcast pick you? You just made the list. Bro. Uh, I'll, I'll text you my was, address. You can come on over. That was excellent. <laughs> that was great. Um... Chris Jericho comes should, to should, us. Should we like triple time. fist bump for that? Like, come on. I like that. Bam. Dude, the triangle. Yeah, that was one way. No, no, you, 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 the Rob, you got, you got, you got to extend that arm. We this is just all the one. We no, got to no. do the sync like this. No, 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 Justin, you got to hit me over here. Okay, all right, all right. And then we're all connected. God, I right wish there. we were doing video for this. Bam. Look at that. Um, I'm not. Yeah, that, no, was, that was a complete clusterfuck. We fucked that up real bad. Hey, it's sports entertainment. Bacha mania, do not at us. Okay. Um, Rob, you're talking about is there a better moment um, than when Hogan turned or a more monumental moment? Um, and the thing is, is if you would have asked that question a couple weeks ago, we would have been like, absolutely not. However, now, um, I don't think there's any question that the biggest news story in the history of WWE uh, is Vince McMahon. Yeah, Absolutely. Not just the NDAs up to like over fourteen million now, but the fact that he's retired, the fact that Stephanie is now co CEO, the fact that Triple H, Paul Levesque, I don't know if you know that's his that's his real name. Uh, of course. <laughs> what? His name isn't what? Triple H. He's also it's not known Hunter Hearst Elmsley. Yes. Well, that's his slave. How name. many people know that's what Triple H stands for? Yeah. Um, I think if you're over 35, okay. you probably okay. know. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I mean, at, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good point. But, yes, I mean, I, I really don't think there's a bigger news story ever. I mean, even, and I hate to say it, but, like, even, like, back, like, you know, Owen Hart passing away and all that other kind of stuff, as far as the impact that this is going to have on the landscape, if it sticks, which I think it will, um, but that's another conversation yep. I guess we could have. That man's in his late 70s. He's, he's, you know, he's 77. Well, it just came out yeah. too. And I don't, this is this is hot off the press for any of you guys if you, if you haven't seen this yet. Um, uh, Linda McMahon's came out. And she's voiced. And apparently he had been experiencing quite a few um, memory issues oh, for years. Really? So I don't know if that means like early onset. It wouldn't even be early onset at this point. But just, you know, dementia, oh, man, Alzheimer's, or just that's... the fact of him getting older and he's having to shuffle and kind of spin all these plates. I mean, you can't expect someone that that age to have anyone to be able to remember 
this many things. And a lot of people are talking that that has some type of correlation with why there hasn't been that much long-term storytelling in WWE. It it sucks. And and it's like, I don't know, my my dad died at 71 of Alzheimer's. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so there's nothing worse than like knowing it's happening. You have to see them die before they die. Yeah. Both of my grandmothers had it. Yep. Yep. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. And, and, and now like that's super speculation. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a big difference between like a little forgetful because this and that and dementia. Um, but I mean, this, this is the newest reports that are on. And I'm sure, you know, maybe by the time this airs, there'll be more information. But Okay. So regardless of whatever this man is doing or he's paying out, like what, what, let's, let's honor his reputation. What did he do? I mean, you can't say pro wrestling without the term Vince McMahon. No. Well, They're we synonymous. Would, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for yeah. him. No. He, he did what what no one else did? No one else did. I mean, I was actually reading something on Twitter the other day, and they talked about all of the pro wrestling territories back in the 70s and early 80s yep. when Vince took over from his father in, in, the, in the early 80s, right before they came out with WrestleMania. So... <laughs> to take all of these territories, Crockett and, and the NWA and Mid-South and Florida Wrestling, and, and take all of them and kind of bring them all together, no one, no one even did that. I mean, you think about Andre the regional. Think about Andre the Giant in 1978. Yep. He was an attraction. He went everywhere around the country. He went to Mid-South. He went to AWA. He went to Florida. He went to Crockett. He went to North Carolina. He went everywhere. And the thing was, they would do battle royals with Andre, and he would win them because he was huge, and they would just take everybody out. And he was just this big attraction. And it was hard for him to move, and it was hard for him to do. And But, but, but then Vince McMahon comes along, and he wiped out his competition completely. But how, did, a, how did how did he do that? I mean, with TV, he got TV. a TV, he got a TV deal, and well, then not just a TV deal, he got a syndicated TV deal, meaning it was nationwide. Right. So all these other little promotions you would watch on you know access TV, you would watch yeah, you like would local TV, watch mm-hmm. yes, uh, yeah, was it closed circuit or closed whatever circuit, it was. Yeah. We're probably misspeaking here, but um, you know, basically <laughs> what happens is you could only watch it in that area. So you know, if you were in this region, you would be able to watch these superstars. So the only superstars that were known nationwide were the traveling superstars like Andre the Giant, like Ric Flair was a big one. And that's when the NWA came about and he started having this belt basically coming around and beating all the local champions and getting this notoriety. And that's kind of where he got his, you know, his, I guess, stigma or not stigma. That's where he got his prestige at. And so what Vince did is he took all that away. Um, And I mean... I'm not a wrestling historian, but like, yeah, I mean, but he basically said, I'm going to take all these promotions. I'm going to give everybody, ooh, that was. It's it's raining. You know what? I feel like I should have said that a little bit more maniacally. Yes, right. That would have been Going to take all these promotions. (laughs) And then the thunder crashes. And and lightning, please. Lightning, come on, guys. Crap. Crap. He intentionally. Put Vern Gagne's AWA out of business on purpose just because it was a challenge to do so. And he just did it. He took Hulk Hogan away. He took Mr. Perfect away. He took all these big names away. Just just grabbed them. And then he created Hulkamania and he created all these other things. Yep. And, you know, WrestleMania was a huge turning point. You know, uh, SummerSlam, Survivor Series were these huge turning points because everybody had their regional shows. I mean, NWA had Clash of Champions. You know, but but it was it was a thing like WSB Channel Two here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. They would air, you know, your your WCW, okay, and, and no one would be able to see that outside of this area. It's kind of like the same thing with ECW when they started Philly yep. and in New in in in, in, in the uh, New England area. Paul Heyman had a deal with just those few places up in Philly, and then. Once they started doing pay-per-views, it was like, holy shit, we can just put this on, on, on syndication yeah. late at night so people can see ECW. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. What, Vince, what Vince's legacy is going to be for me is, you know, he's taken a regional promotion up in New York that his father starred with Bruno San Martino as their champion, and he made it an international, you know, uh, Superstar show. Superstar show. It's, 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 it's a... It is it is a it is a media conglomerate. It is it is this big. It's a publicly huge, traded massive, company. Yes. I mean it's I mean what other company 
that's you know entertainment. There's and I not a whole lot of other ones company. there. Yeah, I mean, there's money. you know it's that's huge. And I, I didn't realize it's actually been um, publicly traded as long as it has. I thought it was recent, but we looked it up and it's like oh five. Yeah, 05. is when they went public. But yeah, I mean to answer the question, I mean Vince McMahon is wrestling, um, at least modern wrestling. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think that we have anything that we have today um, without it. Um, now, I mean, that's kind of, you know, it's like, I don't know. Like, all right, we have Blu-ray disc, and, f- you know, for a little bit there was HD, DVD, or whatever. But, like, but, but wrestling has always it, been, it, it's still... Would somebody have came up if he wasn't there? There's no way that we know, but it definitely wouldn't look the way that it does now. And I'll also say, just for me, and, I mean, hopefully, you know, whatever, if I get canceled for this or not, <laughs> I, I applaud Vince for staying in his ground even if he's made a lot of bad decisions or selfish decisions or whatever, he's the type of person that we need to further ourselves in the future, right? Because the people like these narcissistic people that they're typically the ones that have the companies that, that grow and it's, it's capitalism. And Vince has had a, a sole focus on what he wanted to do and he, and he put his heart and soul into it. And, you know, wrestling to me is like, the, the the rapping is still the same. It's still, you know, people in a ring doing acrobatics that's improv, which I love. And then, but not every, every, every now and then the bow changes, which is, you know, you get the, the different matches. But for having the same product for, what, 40 years 40 now? plus years, yeah. yeah. You can't say that about anything else. We're coming up on WrestleMania 40 next That's year. not, yeah. That, it, 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 is football Whoa. internationally watched? They watched in Saudi Arabia? No, no, no. There's more there, pro wrestling in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it is. It is definitely has more social media following or followers across the world than the NFL. Um, like that's a, that's a crazy statistic. Any of them combined, really? MLS, MLB, NBA, yeah, NFL. I think soccer is bigger. I think soccer probably could is. Be I, I always knew like soccer was the biggest thing. Like, oh, all you need is a ball and yeah. a person. But is what it is. But going back to what you and you were, we were talking about this earlier and I didn't really mention anything about it but just the um, like I said the landscape that, that, that we're at today but even all the stuff that he's done all right, I'm not condoning these things I like the fact that he stands his ground because I, I, I am yeah. personally in my and I'm speaking for myself now so it is I, I hate cancel culture and I hate this movement where anything that you do in the past is is in stone because I've done a lot of horrible shit in my life, right? And, and I'm not the person way. I'm not and the person real. that I was ten years ago, five years ago, a year ago, a month ago. And maybe he is still that person. I don't know. But I don't like the idea that something that you've done can take away all the good things that you've done. Look, Michael Jackson, probably an complete pervert, right? But when I hear PYT, I still want to dance. You have to, in my opinion, separate the person from the art. What and it? what Vince has done is created this huge global conglomerate, just juggernaut of entertainment. And regardless of whatever he does, you have to applaud him for that part. And you can condemn him and damn him for the bad things that he's done. What's that old adage? Uh, you would hate the sin, love the sinner. Yeah, there you go. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's just like, no one's perfect. No. Um... And I think a lot of it is, like, personally, yeah, someone could be a piece of shit. Could also be a great business person. You know? Uh, Most great business people are. Just and, and unfortunately, <laughs> like, it, it's just, it's, does that come into, how does that affect, okay. So, in the film industry, Roman Polanski, guy fucking rapes some people. Yeah. Like, everyone knows. But, oh, he not just him. Um, and it's like, well. What's the other guy? Uh, Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein, yeah, yeah, like, piece of shit. Piece Look, of shit. if we're gonna get, I mean, Ooh, uh, probably let's best not, not go there. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Let's let's not gonna... get into politics, but like, let's just make the Blake statement. I think Vince, with what we know from him, even if everything is true, he's still better than ninety percent of the politicians that are probably on that list of the Maxime that no one's ever gonna see for the child porn ring or for oh, the yeah. child trafficking oh, ring. Lord. Was it 190 names, and they're all you know uh, political names? So like, without getting into it, like, at least it sounds like he was um, paying these people. <laughs> well, yeah, no, he he he's he, he's, you know, everyone has settled. 
and then when you settle, that is the end of it. That's how law works. As if 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 I slapped you, Justin, and you're like, dude, if you don't give me twenty bucks, I'm gonna beat your ass. I'm like, okay, well here's twenty bucks. We're done. Yeah, the slap didn't happen. It's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, but that's not the way in the climate that we're in today, yeah. and that's why I applaud him for basically saying screw him. And I I hate the fact that he's almost certainly been forced into retirement. That's what I don't like. I love the fact that he's not going to be a part of the WWE anymore because of I just think he's out of touch. As great as he is, as, as the out best promoter well, of all no, time, and, and that's a great segue to the next part. Is like. You know, everyone's like everyone's been complaining about WWE for a, a long time, or, or not everyone, but a lot of people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull the Fox News thing and say some people have been saying, and I don't think I'm wrong here. Of like, WWE has had a stigma of like, is it, you know, what is it? What's up with the storytelling? Um, but now we have a change in the guard. Tiled's episode. Stephanie McMahon been given the reins. And they and are, are going to have Con. some big shoes to fill. They do. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, we said it at the beginning of the thing, but um, can, can they, they coexist? coexist? Can, can they? Well, they're, they're, they're married, so kind of got to make it work. They got well, kids. but Nick Khan is what I'm more concerned about, and I think it could go one of two ways, and here's my opinion on this, is that Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan, not Tony Khan, for everybody out there, <laughs> is another Khan, completely unrelated, I think. Um, we'll get to they are co- CEOs, right? They are co-chairmen's whatever. So neither or neither of them have the ability to trump, not Donald, the other. Yep. Right. Um, so that could lead in conflict and dragging the shoes or whatever. Right. Hunter is very much so over creative, and I think generally everyone is excited about that and and sees a positive. Not just the fans, but also the people within the company. The general sense is that this is a good thing. Um, well, I, mean, I think he, he, he's a wrestler. He came up with with everybody, so it's like if, well, he did great with the golden black brand. Yeah, right. If he does so, what he did with the old NXT, and he does that with WWE, everything will be fine. Everything, exactly. This guy has the mind like no other. I think as long as everyone stays in their lane, things will go great. Because Nick Khan. Rather, he's not a wrestling promoter or whatever, but what he has done with multiple companies before and what he is doing has done with WWE is he has made them the most profitable they've ever been. Let's just be honest. Regardless if you like the product or not, their bottom line, their numbers, their stock price has gone. You know this because you own stock in it. It's been great, right? Regardless of the critics of the actual product itself. So he knows how to do that. So as long as he stays in his lane with that and he allows Stephanie to control the wrestling and then Hunter, or also Paul Levesque, um, creative. controls all the creative. And as long as everybody stays in their lane, I think that it's, it's a, it's a best-case scenario. You can't stop that train. Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I totally agree. And it's just, it's, transition can often be fiery, but transition is also good. You know, it, it's the way of life. Change um, is good. Change is inevitable. That being said... It came out the other day, like, WWE is going back to PG-13 status. Ooh, girl. Um, uh, yeah. Going away from the family brand. Back, are, we, are we back to the Attitude Era? No. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think because it's a publicly traded company that it will ever be what it was before. You just can't get away with things. Just like we talk about cancel culture, just the culture in general won't allow things. PG-13 now is different from PG-13 in 97. Sure. Um, and well, back, you know, back in the, 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 the 80s, PG... You could, there was no there was, yeah. we didn't have a PG-13 rating until what 1984 with Red Dawn that was the first, uh, that was the first PG-13 movie uh, if, for those of you who don't know that dinging is my, my dog Bonsai Bonsai's got a waggly tail under the table <laughs> just happy to see everybody but no like you, you think of Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark you see Nazis melt that should 100% be a PG-13 movie if they go <laughs> yeah, back and change like, everything up people are melting like granted, granted it's like claymation or whatever but like Oh no, PG, bring the family, bring the kids, it's great for everyone. Like, I, don't, I don't give a shit, that's one of the coolest things in cinema, regardless of yeah. how like trash that seat, that, that that special effects are now, it's just like, whoa. It's still, it's still great, it's still great, yeah. it's still great. Oh man. I mean, there's there's something about that, I, don't, I'm, I still prefer that quote-unquote cheesy special effects over computer generation, but you know, call, well, me, call me the old man on his front lawn, you know, like whatever. <laughs> you are, how old are you? I'm 39. Yeah. 
look great. Yeah, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel 70 a, now. a month older than I. Yes. One now, and, and you're the youngest. I'm the youngest. Yeah. So, the kicker is this. Think about every movie ever made, highest grossing box office films. What movies make the most money? PG, PG-13, or R-rated movies? Uh, PG-13. Up, in, up until recently. And why? Uh, because you're not, you're not, uh, uh, you're not sectioning off the audience. Because for, for an R-rated movie, you can't buy tickets. You can take, gonna... you can take your kids to see Marvel's R-rated. The Avengers. Yeah. Because it's PG-13. Mm-hmm. They can go to that because it's not something that's super edgy or anything like that. I mean, even, even what, Top Gun Maverick that just came out, PG-13 movie, not super edgy. You know, there wasn't anything. There wasn't anything inappropriate for kids under the age of ten. But uh, Top Gun back in the eighties, pretty steamy. Pretty steamy. Uh, pretty it's steamy in that movie. And that's a, and that was a PG movie. Bring the kids. I, I saw a I saw a hilarious video uh, explaining how Top Gun's the main story. No, it was Quentin Tarantino. Um, I forget what movie it was. I don't know if you guys saw this, where he was explaining how Top Gun, the story, the real story of Top Gun, was Tom Cruise's Maverick. Um, his struggle with becoming finding out that he's gay. Oh, I've seen that video with him and him and Val Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, it's that's it's a hilarious take on it. I'm not, you know, it is what it is. It's 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 a little far fetched, but it's pretty hilarious since you were, you know, we we're talking about the stories. I here's the thing. Back then, that was PG, but the fact of the matter is, a rated R movie today would probably be a PG movie in like '87. In, in a lot of situations, yeah. when it comes to violence, yeah, when it comes to violence and gore, like you know, uh, and this is not a movie podcast, yeah. but I will say most of my favorite movies are from the eighties, with the exception of Terminator Two, which is from ninety one. Yes, but yes, I, yeah, it was made possibly at the end of nineteen ninety nine. It was probably being shot. Yeah, being shot. Um, There's a lot of. So Special what do we what do we expect with a PG thirteen status of WWE? Rob, uh, well, you know Cody Rhodes, man, he he likes he likes the blade, he likes so the color, yeah, he likes the color. So I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking gonna have a little blood. Um, uh, obviously the the uh, the language is gonna get edgier. I think it's gonna be Seth fucking Rollins. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be no. Seth fucking Rollins. I think you can get away <laughs> with that on national television. But you you have to understand, you know, too, and. With with WWE, they have they are a publicly traded company, as we have stated. Very happy to own stock in that company. Um, but even me as a shareholder, my opinion doesn't matter. I own like trivial amounts of shares. I'm not a, I'm not a corporation. I'm not people at Fox. I'm not people at, at NBC Universal that they have to assuage and make happy. I am a fan. Yeah. I am a fan that saw an opportunity to make a little money off of a company that I already support. Well, it'd, it'd be like me. It'd be like me having Apple stock and because I got a phone. What you believe in? Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah, I got an Apple computer. Why don't you own stock in Apple? We can get them. In, we can get in that uh, another day. It's too expensive. No, it's not. We can get in that another day. But <laughs> with PG thirteen, the language is going to get a little more. You know, edgy. Uh, are, we, are we getting back to the? We're not going to have brawn panties matches because that is God, definitely not, no. not with it Stephanie is. and Triple I, H. I, I don't. I, I don't need that. That that no. I don't care. It wasn't wrestling. It, it, it was just gratuitous wrestling. Nudity. Yeah. And granted, look, yeah, nudity's great, but like there was no, it, it, there's no wrestling element of it. No. And, and, and you're not. Again, it's just you can't you can't do those things anymore. There's just so, not so a then place what's it gonna for it be in well, yeah, this I, industry. I hate anymore. to be the, the jaded one here, but I, I really don't think you're going to see a change. I think the initial PG-13 changing was a marketing stunt before Vince McMahon came out. And I think it's because AEW had that rating. And I yeah. think that they wanted to get people talking, which it worked. And I think that they are trying to let people think like, well, if they see this product, it's going to feel edgier the same way as if you buy a pair of pants for twenty dollars as you as opposed to you buy the same pair of pants for four hundred dollars you're gonna have a different viewpoint on that and it's i think branding. it's very much so that yeah. and branding now branding. i think do, do you're gonna see pants feel differently well they're the same pants they as the twenty dollar pants i'm saying the same pair of pants if you pay 20 as opposed to 400 look it works in fitness as well right like I, my clients if i charge five dollars for a month of nutrition programming then 
they're going to value it at $5. If I charge them $500, they are going to be much more likely to do it because it hurts a little bit. It, right? I'm a very firm believer. You get what you pay for. Exactly. I agree. So I think, obviously, this isn't a monetary thing we're thinking of. I think it's more of a branding thing. Now, what I do think, and I don't think that this was something that they did on purpose. I think that was a stunt, quote-unquote. But I do think with having that little bit more freedom, coupled with the fact that Hunter and Stephanie are in control... I think you will see some things that are a little bit more edgy. But I think if you see it, it will be from that and not the rating itself. Do you think it'll be any type of like elevated risk? Because like, you know, Riddle just got injured from what you might think of with Seth Rollins stomping him on the, the, the metal stairs. Did he though? Well, he's out of SummerSlam, which is tonight, by the way. Right. But is he injured? Um, I don't know. But that's the thing. I don't when I when I saw the stomp I was like, ooh, that looked actually like kinda dangerous. Yeah. Um They said that he had a they said that he had a, a brachial plexus injury. So that's that's and, neck all the way down into the arm. Well. So <clears throat> is he injured or is there something else that they're not telling us? I mean that's always the case. Like you it's know, always it, the case. It, it, maybe maybe Riddle wants to go on vacation, but they did cancel his match they're promoting at SummerSlam. And that's yeah. a shame. It, so it, that, it, that, that makes me that think, would have been a banger of a match because those two are phenomenal, you know. Yeah, Matt they, Riddle being Matt Riddle being a, a former UFC guy, undefeated in UFC, by the way. Was he? Yeah, man. When he get when 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 he 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 uh, mentions that in a lot of interviews when uh, Dana White fired him, he was like what five and zero or something crazy. I mean, he was crushing it. But then let him go. He finds wrestling. He goes to PWG out in California. He starts doing some Florida indies, and then he gets noticed. The next thing you know, he's in NXT. Next thing you know, he's in yep. WWE, and he's one of the most entertaining guys in that company right now. I just wish it wasn't such a. a I, I do wish it wasn't such like a, a surfer bro. Like clearly, they're marketing as he's on as he's high all but, the time. But 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 who else in the industry right now, other than Orange Cassidy, has that feel? No, I I, I love it. Right, it, wrestling gimmicks sell tickets. Right? Oh my god, they and, don't sell tickets. And, and I think RK Bro, and I think you know Riddle. Has, he, he has a trifecta, right? He has the actual skill. He has the um, underground, I guess, I don't know what else to call it, like, um, you know, notoriety or street cred from yeah. being in the indies because anybody that watches, you know, that was a Ring of Honor guy or anything of that, they all loved him long before he right. got there. And combat and sports then he athlete. just happens to have this gimmick that works for the over-the-top, you know, um, persona that, that WWE likes to, you know, portray uh and and he he has a look as well you know the guy's in uh, good fair, shape so i think it all works i'm a guy that loves double entendres and inside jokes and well, yeah that shit checks a lot of boxes <laughs> for me all about the puns bro uh puns oh my all god they're the so good he's, he's right. just it's just fun so it has to be fun or you're not gonna care and well, he's fun no okay so, you so to to on that note um to transition because we, we we have only 17 minutes left um, on that note, I remember, I think Cody Rhodes once told somebody, your only job for being a pro wrestler is to sell tickets. True. Does not matter what else there is. And I could be wrong with who said that, but I'm pretty sure it's Cody Rhodes. It does not matter what your gimmick is, but if your gimmick sells tickets, that, uh, yeah, though, then, then all, all, all you gotta do is perform. Yeah. If people want to tune in to see you, you're a superstar. And that's why Hogan's, why The Rock, Steve Austin. What are they going to do next? I'll buy a ticket. And we bought tickets to AEW last week. We did. Or two weeks ago. Last week? Yeah. So. Speaking of buying tickets. SummerSlam. Tonight. I know. I'm going to have to watch it tomorrow. I'm working. Yeah. Right. Well, I'll watch on Peacock tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, So, we've got, what, seven fantastic looking matches on paper. Mm Mm-hmm. Seven fantastic looking matches, with you know the main event being the 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 finality <laughs> finality womp womp. They've said it a hundred times of oh, Roman Reigns Roman. and Brock Lesnar. Now, you think about a guy like Roman Reigns who has been the seven hundred day champion. That's two years. There's only one other person. There's only one other person in the common in in, in the in the Hogan? in this area. No, no, no. Bruno San Martino. No. We're not even talking uh, about it. In this era, right now, oh. the last 10, 15 years of wrestling, there's only been one other person in wrestling that has held a title longer, and that's New Japan's Kazuchika Okada. 
Now, that's a niche kind of thing. We won't get into New Japan you know, here. We'll talk about yet. New Japan another time. Yet. But the fact that the biggest pro wrestling outfit in the world has had one man at the head of the table, pardon the pun, running the show, and he's still just as over as the day he got the goddamn title is very special. So, predictions. What do you think's going to happen? I think... Well, I, because Brock, Brock, if we were to paint somebody as the Incredible Hulk, it's Brock, it's Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, like, just paint him green and give him some more hair. Yeah. And, yeah, and put him in a Marvel movie. It's great. But, and also a former UFC champion. I think he'd be more like the Juggernaut. Maybe. Oh, he'd be Juggernaut. Yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, anyways. <laughs> You know, no, I, I just think it's great. it's it's it's. <laughs> this is one of those where it's just like, okay, who's going to win this match? I mean, clearly we think you know Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, Bianca's going to crush that. Liv Morgan, you know Ronda Rousey, coin flip. We think Rousey's going to win, but it's like you know, but 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 they just put that belt on Liv, and and she's so over with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Her merch is selling. Everything else about her works, and you know why take a belt off of somebody that soon? When someone like Ronda Rousey, with her street cred, with her UFC pedigree, yep. with her Olympic judo pedigree, says, I want this woman to be the champion right now because she deserves it. Ronda that, is, that is an incredibly selfless thing. Ronda's, you know, Ronda's a mom. She's a wife. She's, she's, you know, she's doing this because she loves it and it's fun and she's getting paid. But you know, she also says, hey, this woman deserves this opportunity to be the face of the company. So this, for me, SummerSlam is such a, a coin toss on who's going to win all the matches. Things are always predictable, not now. I think Ronda Rousey, three weeks ago, was scheduled to win. I think with the changing of the guard, <clears throat> podcast name, I, um, <laughs> I think that Liv's going to win now. I think so. I think it's changed. I mean, uh, we'll never know, but some, that's my feeling. Yeah, we'll find out tonight. Something's, something's going to give, and, oh. and, and everything is just coin flip. I mean, is it going to be Roman? Is it going to be Brock? Is Theory going to, is theory going to cash in? He, in my opinion, I think it's too soon for Theory. I mean, he's a young I, guy, Theory's way, and he, he's got to build. He's got he, manufactured. He has got to build. He's been too manufactured. Spotlight. That Atlanta boy, man, I am so proud of him. He came from Hughes, Mr. Hughes in, in, in WWA. And, you know, he's, he's been in Evolve, and he's been in NXT, and he has taken everything they have given him, and he has made it gold. He's the Cody Rhodes 10 years ago of now. And uh, that's respect, because the thing is... Give that kid his flowers, you, but you, not right now. No, uh, uh, 100%. Because uh, like, when you get an opportunity, you, you, got, you have to run. If you don't take it, someone else will. Yeah. So, I don't, uh, I'm not blaming Theory. For his performance. I, I'm more of like, he just kind of came out of nowhere and then he's getting too big of a push instead of, you know, grinding his own way. Yeah, but but, but, but let's be honest. Who else did that? John Cena. Oh, yeah. Who else did that? Roman Reigns. Hmm? It's almost the like the jobs. Yes, The Rock. It's almost like the company's job to shove somebody down your throat as a face until you hate them and then turn them heel. And then all of a sudden you get it. Now, granted, I know John Cena never technically was heel, but he was so over as yeah. as that. And right. then, you know, he was constantly like this back and forth. So I really think that it's it's almost like it's like Pepsi branding or like, you know, like they don't Pepsi or Coke, they don't care if you like the product or not. They're just gonna put it in your front of your face so much you that you're you never to gonna forget about it. Yeah. So and I think that's the situation with theory. My question though is is two parts is do you think that now that Vince McMahon is gone, was that just a work or was this an actual shoot? And that's why I was getting the push. Will you see him fall down? And also another thing that we haven't talked about is, do you really think that Vince is releasing this power? He's still the majority stockholder. I, I see him as like, you know, like heavy suggestions. He's in the background. Yeah. He's majority stockholder. He's so, the, I mean, yeah, he's in the background. There, I there, don't there's think... no way you get him all the way off no. of this. Well, company. I mean, it, Until he it, dies. it's my, 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 my mom is the same way. Like, she will never, like, I firmly believe when you retire is when you start dying. And that happened with my dad. As soon as he, yeah. quote unquote, retired is when Alzheimer's swooped it. Yeah. Um, object in motion stays in motion. You exactly. And so, die. you know, my mom, you know, is an antique store here in Atlanta. And so it's just like, no, she can't walk away. You can never turn off. And so, do we really think Vince can turn off? 
when his product that he molded from creation is still out there. I don't I, see I him no. building wooden ships and bottles and playing golf. I just no, don't do it. I don't see it. Huh. Um, so He'd break the goddamn thing. Enough about WWE. Yeah, let's What is the about... new hot big thing that I love more than WWE? It's AEW. God, we oh. love AEW. Tony Khan's pet project, his baby. I love it. Hey, I warned you about Tony's cons like in live performance that when he talks on the microphone beforehand, was I not spot on? You were dead. Yeah. He is the most I love Tony Khan for everything he's done, so let me preface it with that. He is the most unneeded over the top like speaker. It's the most awkward, ungenuine thing that I've ever heard. Well, I mean, and, but I almost feel like maybe he's doing it on purpose, like as like a gimmick <laughs> at this point. Like I don't know, because like I literally love everything the guy's done. Like I think I, I I appreciate what he's done. I appreciate how much he cares about the about wrestling and about you know just his backstory with it and all that other kind of stuff. Um, so like I should probably you know I don't want to make it sound like I'm like talking smack about him, but let's just be honest. <laughs> him on the mic. If any of you guys have been have not been to a live AW event. Where he is there, which I believe he is at all of them. All of you them. need to go, and you need to get there early so you can hear him talk. Because it's the most intense thing in the world. Because we're eating chicken tonight for dinner. He, he's an excited nerd. Yeah, he just, is. Just, just let it happen. <laughs> he he's the happiest shade of green Bob yeah. Ross has ever created is Tony Khan. <laughs> um. Little wrestling. So yeah, no. AEW is coming up the ranks. Like they're they're finally breaking. What an incredible product! What an incredible product! They're finally breaking a million views on Dynamite. Yeah, that's big. In it's this, big, but in like, this climate, in this huge. Climate. They won the but, Wednesday Night Wars. They yeah, they did. They beat NXT a, was on there, and they beat a very good NXT. Mm-hmm. That's true. They didn't beat NXT. They forced 0. NXT to Tuesdays. Which is nice, because then you get, oh. Which is nice. Now you got wrestling on every night of the week. Yep. If you really want to do that to yourself, you can watch it every night of the week. I don't. It's but so exhausting. It is exhausting. It's a lot. It I is. feel bad for all these reporting places, like, um, you know, like, what is it? What Culture and Cultaholic and, like, Wrestle Talk and all them. Keeps like, them in business, though. The, yeah, but, man, they just... I could imagine, like, on a weekend like tonight, like, where you've got, like, SmackDown and you've got SummerSlam and you've got all these different events that... Is SummerSlam two days now? Two? Is it? It's still, it's still it's one. Just, only only WrestleMania is one day. SummerSlam is one thing tonight. Which we'll, so, we should go over that card before we get off. The, yeah, uh, the, the air. Yeah, we can do that. We'll do predictions. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I just I think it's it's so much, and I'm not complaining. But like, man, it's what a time to be a wrestling fan. WWE alone has 12 hours of live content a week. That includes internet. That includes Hulu. That includes live TV. That includes all 12 hours a week. Thirty years ago, it's amazing. That was a month's worth. That's a month. You had you had Raw and you had SmackDown four hours a week. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Did I say twenty? Thirty years ago when it started. Yeah, that was like two months. Unbelievable. It's amazing how much content these companies are able to produce on a weekly basis. But here's the thing: with that much content, there's burnout. You've got burnout, but you've got all these people on the AEW roster. Sure. Right, and they need to get more airtime, and I I don't feel as though it's being utilized as well as it should be. I almost have been, we've talked about this in our group before, I almost feel like when people get injured, it almost helps because it gives people a break yeah. because Tony is kind of putting like the same people up there, sure. right? Like had Daniel Bryan and, and CM Punk and all these guys not gotten hurt and, you know, Omega and all this... Would we even get a chance to see people like Hook or Hobbs or like all these other guys? Hobbs are getting Starks. Big push. Which I think he got. Starks. This past, yeah, him and Ricky Starks. Good lord! I think I think you know it's 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 one of those moments where I was legitimately shocked when Will Hobbs took out Ricky Starks. Uh, It was like what? 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 Team Taz is done, son. I mean, it, it was cool when Hook came out and won the title. They did this thing with Taz and his son, like they did an after yeah. the show, yeah. and they talked for a few minutes. And you know, he he was he was so proud of his boy. I yeah, mean, that's you, a shoot. You gotta love shit like that. That's that's the shoot. But when 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 you get in there, and you know, Ricky Starks is 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 you know having his shine moment. He's naturally gotten over with the crowd the same way The Rock did. Yep. And he's starting to have that baby face shine, and then bam, out of nowhere. 
Will Hobbs, the powerhouse, just takes him right out. It's just like, this is going to be compelling storytelling yep. because you're going to have these two guys who know each other so well. It just they going for the throat, and, and and you said it even yourself. You said about how how much Will Hobbs has transformed. He was kind of like physically, physically. Like he they, used to they, look like soft Triple H, and now he just looks. Like I remember, a, yeah, I remember he was a jobber. He yes. was a, he was a he was. I don't want to say a slob. He always had big traps, and he was a bigger guy. But he just looked like a bigger guy. And now, I mean, he's he's lean. Looks he's, like he's a he's star. probably bigger than he was before, or maybe the same weight, but probably you know five percent less body fat. And it's I, I love to see that because you can tell he's working hard behind the scenes as well as you know in the ring. And I've always thought Hobbs was cool, um, just with that snarl, that snark that he had. Yeah. And it, I will say at the very beginning it seemed very pushed, but he has grown into that character, and he's mm-hmm. one of my favorites. And I, I, when I see him, especially that freaking ring attire, dude, I see Booker T. Yeah. Oh, totally. 100%. And if he can deliver a solid promo Wednesday night on Dynamite, telling the world why he did what he did, if he delivers a solid promo, he will be elevated to superstar. He That's doesn't need to say a lot. Needs. He doesn't, doesn't need have to say, say much. Well, no, it, it, it comes down to okay, when Ro- and, uh, Hobbs and Starks would come out, yeah. they're, you know, it, it's jealousy. It, it, bottom line, you know, Hobbs' music would start. And then it would get the powerhouse. And then the rest of the fucking walkout song was Star's Stars. music. Who always stood out front? Who always stood out front? Who always stood behind? Right? So, no, I think it's brilliant. I'm excited to watch it. I, I think Ricky it. Starks is a gem in the making. Hobbs, too. Like, Hobbs will be a megastar. Um, and that's why I love AEW. It's like they're, they, they, they put a lot of investment. And I know it sometimes it seems slow, but it, it it's natural, you know. It, it, it's like things long term storytelling. And you know what else? I just this just popped into my head. Who's one of the four pillars of AEW? You got Darby, Darby, you got MJF. Who else? Ricky Starks. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, they've they've called him one of the four pillars of of, of well, you've got, the company. Well, well you got, got Jungle Boy. Boy. You got Jungle and Boy, you, you got, got Ricky Starks, you got MJF, and, 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 and you got Darby. No, well, no, they're no. talking about so, so, so when the they say the four pillars, they are, they're talking they about new establishing people. these new. But no, Britt Baker Boy. would be on there, though. I would agree, but to but to, but, but but you know when they when they talk about the four pillars, when 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 uh, who was that? When, MJF was talking about it. it was MJF Darby. was talking about the four pillars? It was him and Ricky Starks and Darby. Was and it Ricky Starks? I thought it was Orange Cassidy. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, um, we can we can we can come back to that another time. But all right. Final word: SummerSlam. Oh, well, hang on! Before we get to SummerSlam, okay. um, AEW did a cool thing: trios titles. Yes. Oh my god. AEW has that. so many tag teams, but so many small groups. I think trios titles is a great idea. Which I think a lot of people are like, why hasn't this happened before? But uh, initial opinions because it's a tournament. Justin, what's your opinion? I'm I'm not a huge fan of having a bunch of different belts. That's right. Um, personally, I think it it almost um, anytime you add another belt, um, it just makes the other belts seem less important. I you know I do think you should have the world title. I think you know an, an intercontinental of sorts is good. I like the TV title. I think that's great. I think some of the best stories that AEW's had has been with the with the TV title. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, tag team. Um, I think if they were going to do something, they should have put more focus on, say, like a women's tag title as opposed Ooh. to a trios tag title. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that the women's roster is deep enough yet for that. Um, ironically, since we were just saying about how overboard the, you know, the, the roster is. I think that's the one area where they are still lacking. They do have some great talent there, but I don't think they have enough talent as deep as a WWE. And and I thought that it was going to, you know, it was looking really good with, you know, Mercedes and Naomi um, jumping ship, you know, apparently and From leaving. No, no. Sasha Banks oh, and, right. and Naomi coming over, you know, potentially from there I think in 2023. Stay. But now it's very likely that they will stay because they're, stay. they're huge fans of, of, of Paul and Stephanie. So, okay. um, but yes, that, that's my opinion on it. I don't dislike it. I mean, I'm just, I'm, so you, you want to see women's tag team titles? I would, no, it's not even that. I just, 
I think if they're going to add another title, look, they've got the what is it the the, the, the UK yeah the All Atlantic title too that they're adding. They've got two TV titles basically. The FTW title. Yeah, well, that's not really a sanctioned one though, right? Like because that's 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 not part of AEW. That's more of like an inner storyline. So I don't really count that one. Yeah. yeah, I don't really count that one. I think they're doing that. You know, just to show that Hook is still like moving up. It's like a it's like a sophomore title. Well, that's that's another conversation because Hook is apparently invincible. That kid's yeah. that kid's a star. And I'm gonna leave it, it at that. Uh, right. But SummerSlams tonight predictions. Right. Here, here are... uh, I want I want hard gut reactions. Right. One word answers. Okay. No opinions. You ready? Uh, I got it right here. You got it. Okay. Roman versus Brock. Roman. Brock. Brock. Wait, are we betting on this? Like, we have like shave our beards or something like that? I feel like we should do that. I don't have a beard, so I, I kind of win. You got you like a little the, the, five o'clock. This channel. is as good as I get. Like, I would pay good money to have beards like you guys. The winner, the winner gets bonsai uh, <laughs> over my fucking dead body. Can I stay at my house, buddy? If um, I beat Rob, he has to get his nipple pierced. Oh no, God. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Ryan's like, yeah, yeah. Like, like um, Becky versus uh, Bianca. Bianca. Ooh, didn't so Becky just. Yeah, probably Bianca. We're still we're still not in the fifth stage of grief yet. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're we're not we're not even we're we're just at bargaining right now. We're okay. still trying to get there. Um, I'm gonna go with Bianca as well. She's 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 got that it factor. Um, I think she needs a title more than Becky yeah. too. Oh, uh, Becky. The thing is also Becky's. She's going so cyberpunky, so like Blade Runner. Like what? I'll tell you what, the outfit that she wore, uh, was it Monday? That I, white thing she I had immediately like went afterwards and Pennywise. watched The Fifth Element. <laughs> so, so, I was so, thinking, so I was thinking Pennywise It's myself. like a cross between Pennywise and, uh, and The Fifth Element, for sure. <laughs> Ooh, Pennywise. Especially with the orange hair. Uh, I was, uh, waiting, I was waiting for Riley. balloons. I, well, we already gave this one, but I think Liv. I gotta go Liv. Yeah. Liv. I hope, uh, f- for God's sake, make it Liv. Rhonda's great. For God's sake, let live, let live, live. Let live and let give live. Her, give her some time. Uh, I, I think it'll be live. I don't think it'll be clean, though. Um, Bobby Lashley versus Theory for the, the United States Championship. I think Bobby Lashley... It's definitely not clean, right? If, if Theory wins. I think Bobby Lashley wins and then Theory... Cashes in. I, I, I see Theory winning dirty um, with the the suitcase. Yeah, like, Lashley wins by DQ. Theory, yeah. has been, Theory's, Theory has been on one of these streaks where he's just not having it. And with Dolph Ziggler looming in the in the in the oh, weeds, man. I mean they're setting up they're setting those two up nicely. I think Bobby takes this. Theory moves on and goes after Dolph. Just give him a transitional period so okay. he's got someone to elevate him. I mean, goddamn! If you're going to be elevated by anybody in that industry, it's either Dolph or AJ Styles. Yeah, Dolph is Dolph is the man. All right, moving on. It's like a Shawn Michaels push for Christ's sake. That's that's, that's yeah. Next Dol- time. Yeah, Dolph is Shawn Michaels that you order from Wish.com. Oh, you know, <laughs> we still love you, Dolph. Uh, Logan Paul versus the Miz. Logan Paul, man, you can't, you can't, you can't give this guy his debut match. You can't take him, take it away. From I, him. I, I think Miz should win. I think Miz needs to stomp him. Okay, I think just you, you're coming in my industry, and you're gonna tell me how things work. No, Miz two-time world champion. Yeah, they're, they're look, they're gonna push Logan as a face. I know, right? And I, I think, don't know how. I think the mid, well, because I mean they're doing it pretty good so far. You know, hey, but, Logan but Paul I, knocked out. But uh, I think the Tyson only way Woodley. to do it yeah, is Tyron to, Woodley. My apologies. Yeah, the only way to do it is have Miz cheat like a son of a bitch and and hurt him and get color, mm. and that's possible now. So we'll I mean find, I, I we'll think that's a logical thing. We'll find out with Chomp in the Shadows. All right, the Mysterios yeah. versus the Judgment Day. This is going to be my favorite match of the night because I love the dynamic between Ray and Dominic. What what a fucking pleasure to wrestle with your son. Can you imagine? Can you imagine not even wrestling with your kid but being the World Tag Team Champions? Right? I heard what that's the only reason he's not thing. in AEW. They're not tag team champions though. But they but they were. They, they were. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, you got the Judgment Day, and you have all these promos for Edge coming back as Brood Edge. Is tonight the night that Edge comes back, helps Ray and Dominic win this match, and then sets up Balor and Edge for Survivor mm. Series? It's, it's a good prediction, Rob. I'll uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with that. that. That sounds nice. I'll go with that for my Dumb and Dumb reference. All right. Lastly, yeah. uh, we got two more. Um, the Bloodline versus the. Uh, 
the street, pro- street, street, street profits. So Usos versus Usos uh, street profits. Versus yeah. Street profits. Yeah. Uh, well, is Montez is he was knocked loopy? Is that is the medical term that they used um, in that three way or the six man tag that they did yeah. with Riddle? So, um, is that, that still happening? Play? Never know. As far as but, but Jeff Jarrett is they, they haven't already. used the concussion word yet, but right. he was definitely hurt. Interesting. I don't I don't know if he's going to play with that or not, but um, I think. I think the Usos are probably going to win anyways, but I think that that might even push it further. The fact that he's injured and they're concerned about mm-hmm. him, you know, moving forward. If it is, a, you know, um, TBI, yeah. I don't know. You can't stop the bloodline. Dawkins takes the fall. Last one, Pat McAvey, Happy Corbin. Pat McAvey. I don't like Corbin at you all. You know, I, I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Pat McAfee has shown that he belongs in WWE. He has shown a lot of grace on the microphone. He's fun to listen to. I laugh my ass off when uh, the, the just the little one-liners he pokes in and the fact that, you know, Baron Corbin is a great wrestler and he's a good talent, but it's just like he's 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 the he's, characters he plays are not they're not him. They're not him. Give this guy a chance to be the darkest deepest heel in the company. McAfee gets the win just because he's Pat fucking McAfee. Right. I hate Pat McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know why? Uh, no. Justin, tell me more you, about that. <laughs> you, you know why I hate him? Go on. Because I wish I was him. That son of a bitch is having so much fun, and you want to talk about, like, alpha genes? Like, he was a superstar athlete, comes in, he's great on the mic, has this over-the-top personality, is so damn good at what he does. That little scene... His finisher just, is that little punch scene alone, kicks you in the head. That little scene alone at WrestleMania where he had just gotten stunned and he's still pouring beer in his thing, like that alone <laughs> is better than anything that 90% of the roster has done in the last 10 years. Fine. Right? <laughs> I'll let you have that. And he can yeah. bump. Like, I fucking hate him. <laughs> Did you see him in War Games? When no. he had, when he had, there was War Games... And it was it was War Games, and he had uh, uh, Oni Lorcan, uh, Biff Busick, and he had Danny Birch, and uh, uh, what was his name? What's his name? Not Butch, goddammit. Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne. And it was no. them versus the Undisputed Era. In the War WWE games. train is working on you, bro. You're yeah. already calling him Butch oh, instead God. of Pete Dunne. Shit on, <laughs> shit on sticks. But no, it's it's he did a swan dive onto everybody off the top of the cage. This he, is, he's, he's an athlete. Like, oh my God. Look, he's a national treasure. What a man. What a, what a, what a guy. He is a what a guy. Pat McAfee. Fuck All right, Pat let's McAfee. move on. Uh, solely out of jealousy. And I, Absolutely. I, no, that's what it is. Justin's yeah. like, no, no. Could you not tell? He, yeah. He, like, I think you actually want to fuck. It's not fuck him. It's... Look, we're not coming out of the closet until at least episode <laughs> three or four. All right? We, we, we promise that. Shane, that he still loves you. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. So, uh, awesome episode one. Awesome. Um, let's do a Wonder Twins fist bump. Boom, 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 boom. There we go. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in for Better Than Broadway, a Flying Bonsai production with Ryan Sheeler. Coach Rob. Justin Metz. And if you ain't down with that, we got two words for you. Suck it! I was going to say, go Tough to hell. Shit. Oh. Well, that's not those are that's not two words. That's three words. That's three words. Fuck, I didn't think this through. <laughs> what would be another two words that we could use there and that that like Bite really me? hits it? Like tough shit. We'll edit and post. What about suck it? Would that work? Yeah, it would totally work. That's uh, gimmick infringement. I don't you think know that's it. ever going to go over. Yeah, suck it'll never work. It's 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 not good. It'll never it's work. Not good. All right. See you guys next time. Bye bye. <laughs>